Calling all units, calling all units. Donut Shot has a fresh dozen. Go ahead and take a 1040. All right, you ready? Yeah. So, heck, we like to toast before every show. Salute, then it's an awkward silence for people listening in the car like, hey, where'd they go, where'd they go? That's why we got to make a lot of noise when you mm-hmm. clink the glasses so they know that that was a toast. And I offset my drinking. So you guys drink, and I continue to talk. Then he drinks, and then, and then I drink, then he talks. So it's a little, little, yeah, tag team. little tag team action. Teaching a lot of the magic. So... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages listening to the Dodo Shop podcast on their phone, in their car, while they're sitting on a break, on the toilet seat, wherever you're listening to this, welcome back. We have our first guest of season, Dose. I like to call it Dose. Dose. Uh, we're just going to get right into it because this guy is a wealth of knowledge. If, you, if you're looking him by looks, you might know who he is. If you, uh, first 48, correct? Correct. He was on the first 48. He's also a legend when it comes to crime scene investigations in the South Florida, Florida, and as I'm knowing now, the national uh, level. Uh, Are you worldwide? Do people know you? Oh, yeah, worldwide, internationally. I hope so. (laughs) No, no, you went and had a, I heard uh, with Freddie working in Brazil, Brazil. no? I went with... Thompson. Thompson, okay. He went to uh, Brazilia. Th- there you with go. The, with the State Department. So nice, nice. with that being said, he's worldwide. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce a friend of the show. Uh, now you guys are going to become his friend, Hector Infante. Great to be here. Thank you for the invite. Yeah. yeah. You like, you like that uh, intro? That was amazing. Yeah. I'm going to let you give your credentials because um, who knows them better? I mean, well, it's it's season two, so things are going to change. Maybe we won't introduce ourselves at the beginning of every show, which I'm yeah. completely fine with. If they need to know who we are, they can go back and watch yeah. season one. It's season two, so yeah. they they know who we are. So I'm going to push the mic up a little bit. I like to, I like, yeah, we got to get it close. They want to hear the inner thoughts while you're breathing. Rub What's going on? on. <laughs> that could be scary. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know uh, you retired from a. City of Miami Police Department. That's right. Um, so you can start off how many years you worked, uh, what was your position, and what you're currently doing now. I started as a young kid, 19 years old, mm-hmm. as a public service aide. And then I got promoted to crime scene. Mm. Uh, I ended up going to blood spatter analysis school. I'm a forensic artist. 19 years old, and I don't want to give away your age, but what year were you in? What you year? In? Do I have to pull out the calculator? You might need to pull out like the calculator. Like calculadoras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I was just turning 20, 1985. Uh, ooh, I was three. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> At least you were born. Like, like some of these yeah, younger yeah, yeah. members that are telling me, oh, fuck. 19, you were around back then? 1985. So you saw, I think you saw the Hapachinos and you saw the Scarface. Yeah, I came in during the tail end of the Cocaine Cowboys. There you go. Oh, wow. There you yeah, go. Yeah. So you saw some, uh, as we like to say, anything that you could say in Avengers. You could say here on the podcast. So you saw some shit. I saw some shit. Yeah. Corpses and cars and garbage cans and uh-huh. bags. It was, it was, we were close to 200 murders a year. Woo, mayhem. So uh, you, it, you would be handling one scene and you could hear the other one, the other shooting going on. Oh, and it was just a matter of time. You were waiting for patrol and then, as, and you're, then here comes as the you're handling your scene. And there comes the call. Wow. That's we cr- handled three murders in eight hours one day. Got to the station, looked at each other, and said, what the hell happened? Wow. Separate. Obviously. Three separate scenes. Wow. 
The 80s and Related, 90s. you think? Were they? No. no unrelated. unrelated. That's even worse. The medical examiner was too busy with the county murders that couldn't even come to our murders. Oh, my God. So it, it, it might be typical to work one scene, right? And then the retaliation of that scene is happening somewhere else. Mm. That might be a typical... It could happen, Yeah, yes. that could be a typical thing. But in this case, to have individual unrelated scenes, it, just things were out of control back then. We had the evidence of one... We were driving diplomats. Ah. He had the evidence of one in the trunk, the evidence of the second in the back seat, and the evidence of the third in the floorboard in the front where I was sitting. <laughs> it was before we had all the technology we had now, so it was yeah. quick. Yeah. But we got to the station. We just looked at each other with this blank look at the end of the shift like, what happened? Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> that is, uh, that's some stuff. So if, if that's just a little, you're just getting a little preview of what's to come in this podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about First and foremost, your ex- well, we talked about your experience, but we want to talk about how do you become a crime scene investigator. I have to be careful of the way I say it, because at one point, in our careers uh, crossed paths in the cafeteria line, and I messed up. I done messed up and said the wrong yeah. name, and I almost got backhanded uh, and corrected in the, you- by this man right here, this legend. I, it would have been an honor, sir, to be corrected. Person, but I can't get away with it. Yeah. He's, he's far enough away from you right now. What did you call him? Uh, I don't even want, I'm nervous to say it. I don't even want to say it, but he could, he could tell the story behind it and why it was in, in, a, in a short. Very short. Yeah. When I came on, we were known as ID techs, identification technicians. Yeah. Right? Which was, came from the 70s. Mm-hmm. It took a long time and several television shows for us to be able to change our name to crime scene investigators. Yeah. And we were very proud of that. Yeah. So, so he comes up and he goes, ID text. Huh? Yeah. What? Nah. Yeah. Excuse <laughs> me? Basically, I did, you know, I'm like, you know, just a little rookie, booger nose rookie. I was measuring him for a body bag. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, you know, ID text. And then I just felt, I just felt this presence. I look over and the eyes were big, you know, that stare yeah. that you're about to get your whooping. Laser beams. Yeah, you're about to get a whooping. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm like, uh, I said that wrong. He's like, no. Crime scene investigators, and then, and then, and then uh, several years later, now he's on the podcast. Never made and I'm still ner- again. I'm still nervous. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so we we um, we started out as a PSA, right? Um, yeah. 1985. I was yeah. three, and then you pro- uh, got a promotion to crime scene investigator. Correct. I know that the uh, PSA, public service aid position, is a civilian held position. Is a crime scene investigator. A civilian held position for the city of Miami and in South Florida for the most part. Miami Dade Police was a sworn position, a detective position, and right. now they're starting to civilianize and slowly transitioning. Difference as a police officer, you could get tired, transfer to mounted. Yeah. Go ride a horse, right. go ride a motorcycle. Yeah. All the training went away. Or go Gone. to so- social media or something. Oh, social media. <laughs> as, a, as a civilian, that's where I was born. That's where I'm going to die. Nice. You can train me all you want. And the knowledge stays there. The experience stays there. Yeah. So now you went over, right? Uh, I, 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 is it a, you got promoted. So right. what credentials do you need to get promoted? What do, you, do you have to go to school? Is there a degree that you have to hold? What is it that you need? Because I know. Depends on the agency. Okay, go. Miami. Let's bring this mic a little bit. I think we're. Most agencies. Pull it back if you need it. Uh, most agencies. Yeah. It's experience or education, uh-huh. right? Or both. So I'm now with a different police department, and they required um, experience. 
So I showed up with 34 years of experience. That's what I was going to say. So you did 34 yeah. years in Miami. How did you, how did you leave? When, what title? I know you were... I was the unit supervisor, which is the unit commander. Yes. Which is the equivalent to a police lieutenant. Yeah. So you right. were the man. I retired. I bought a Corvette, Stingray, hey. from factory. And I toured the country. I went to 32 states. Wow. I was traveling, and the city of Miami called and said, we want you back as a part-time instructor. That Corvette couldn't get back fast enough. I love yeah. what I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I did three years of, like an FTO, field training officer, but with the new CSIs. Yeah. And uh, I needed medical insurance. And the local agency called and said, hey, we're looking for experience, and you're it. Nice. So I'm there now. So you went as, now you hold more or less the same position over there? I'm a, I came in as a rookie. Hey. Entry level. Yeah. yeah. Did you, did you play? Now, just two years later, I was, I'm the acting supervisor okay. when he's on vacation. Okay. I was going <laughs> to say, did you yeah. come in as a, you know, like a, yeah, you know, hey, show me what you know type of guy? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Uh, yeah. There were two CSIs that I trained at the city. Oh, uh, okay. So when I came on, I said, you're senior to me. <laughs> I'm your rookie. And yeah. he looked at me and said, you're never going to be our rookie. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it is, it is really, kind of like, like last season when we had uh, Delrish Moss. And so once a chief, always a chief. So Delrish once, Moss and I went to the same PSA Academy. Whoa. Amazing person. Yeah, great sorry, guy. Sorry, Delrish. Uh, we didn't mean to uh, reveal the age. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't. Well, he said it. No, yeah, he said it. <laughs> so you were, you were coming up with Delrish through, the, through those years. So yes. he spoke about those years and uh, – how it was a little intense those years. So you were there uh, processing scenes. Yeah. So as a public service aide, I processed scenes. When I became a crime scene investigator, Delrish was also just going into homicide. Mm -hmm. We worked many scenes together, including oh, wow, with yeah. Freddie. Yeah. Whoa, look at Freddie. He was a little, little baby Freddie back then. Baby Freddie. <laughs> I don't think he was, became a TV star. Yeah, I don't think he was ever baby Freddie. Well, and he's a TV star, too. Yeah. You ever get recognized the first 48? Yeah, I have. You know yeah. what? It, being in the profession that we're at, when you're off duty and you get recognized, e. yeah, it's a yeah. Little, little scary because yeah, you're yeah. kind of wondering, is that a good guy or a bad guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is weird. It is weird getting Nick recognized. is a star. No. I, uh, I would grow up to be like you. I yeah, think. right. <laughs> That's funny because, like, Ruggiero and all these guys, you know, these, uh, these big names that were in the first 48, and they're like, no, you, you're the guy. I'm like, get out of here. Get out of here. You're not you, you, yeah. <laughs> I go, I go. Hey, you know what I mean? I'm the breakdancing, uh, breakdancing guy. So, we're we're talking about now civilian position being held, right? Um, formal formal uh, education, just some cer certificates or certification courses that we have to complete. Yes. I have as of today, yeah, over fifteen hundred hours of training. Oh my yeah. god! Part of that was the National Forensic Academy that I went a little later in my career. Yeah amazing experience and and the thing and i know you guys know this when you go to training it's the networking that you can do afterwards as yeah. well yeah so I, I know a few guys that i can call and say this is what i have yeah and they call me this is what i have what will you do and we bounce ideas off each other mm -hmm. uh so i i came on as a crime scene investigator because of the experience i had as a public service aide as a psa i was processing my own burglary scenes for latents and that gave me the experience they still do that, right? Non-criminal, uh, um, not non-criminal, non-violent scenes. Non-violent mm -hmm. scenes. Non-violent scenes. Correct. So yeah, that's, it's it's a good way. It's a good way to jump, and it's not something. I mean, was it something that you were focused on, or you were just hey, 
service aid. I'm going to do my my uh, good job doing this, but this is interesting to me. Or and then, or or yeah, what or, was or like 15 year old you was like, man, when I'm old enough, I'm gonna and this is the first job I got, and you know, at the risk of you guys messing with me. Yeah, okay? you want to be a fireman. No. Oh. All right, well, then you're good. Then you're good. Then you're good. No, I don't. I'm a big black and white movie fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With Fedora. And, yeah. And I love the old police dramas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dragnet. You got me. I'll, I'll send you a clip one day. Okay, yeah. okay. And I love the scenes where the detectives were there, and what did they say? Call the lab out. Call the crime lab boys. Mm-hmm. And they show up with their old Polaroid that they had to lick the bulb and plug it in. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Poof, yeah. Right? And, I, and they would always solve this... The, the crime and I was listening to Dragnet on the radio yesterday on the radio oh, I was going to say transistor radio, radio now radio. okay 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 on satellite radio okay, right. I don't know what was going on there and the forensic guy solved the case there you go and, I was, and, and that caught my attention so I ended up moving down from the New York New Jersey area hey what part I was born in Manhattan alright and then we lived in Union City in the Jersey side alright families from worked in Manhattan families from Rawway New Jersey, Rawway. by the prison. Yeah, been to Rawway. Yeah. yeah. To the prison? Because there's a big prison over no, there. No, not in the prison. <laughs> not, <laughs> no, not there. But, um, so I come down here. Yeah. I'm looking for a job. Yeah. And I apply for public service aid. And I wanted to get into forensics. And I got into it accidentally. Wow. So imagine getting into what you want to do by mistake. Yeah. Hell yeah. And it worked out. Nice. And it worked out for me. I went up through the ranks and... I've been a certified instructor since 91, I think. Woo! You know, blood spatter, forensic art. I was nine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Let me push this closer. <laughs> the longer I'm here, the older I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, aging, I'm aging here. Uh, <laughs> I'm aging so here. So 91, you become an instructor, right? And I was teaching at the academy for a while. At uh, the police academy. The police academy. Nice. The crime scene investigation portion yeah, that still, you get. Still present in this day. You have to do yeah. a, a portion on that. Nice, man. Yeah. So, so, which leads me to this question. You you are uh, not armed, right? Correct? Correct. I'm not. Do you, I was. You were. Okay. Before your time when you were still three. Yeah, I was three. <laughs> Yeah. When we came on, we were special officers, and we were armed. Okay. We carried the old uh, 38 Special Smith & Wesson Model 64. We had to qualify and everything with it. When the laws changed in Florida to create it to carry concealed, they took the guns away from us. Uh. Gave us bulletproof vests uh. with a target on the back. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> huh. And then, and the ASP. Oh, yeah. So I was we, were ask you. To, we were supposed to hit the bullets. Yeah. Shot. Beep, yeah. Beep, beep, beep. Like Star Wars. <laughs> and then later, the OC spray. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, okay, so so the, in the eighties, so the law changed and made it a concealed weapons type thing. So you guys weren't allowed to you you were underneath like the guise of like an open carry law that was allowed to be because before you, the permit we right. were deputized. Oh, okay. By the chief of police, okay. we were considered special officers. Okay. And in fact, our ID cards in the back said special officer, no arrest powers. Right. That, and so that's where I was going to no go. Arrest so you had powers. no actual yeah. legal way to arrest somebody, but. But you were it was defend yourself. It was the wild, wild way. It was yeah. back it was. then. So yeah, we pulled it out more than once. Wow. Yeah. So Thank oh, God really? We never had a discharge. Yeah. Really? But yeah, we pulled that yeah. out a few times. That's wow. that's crazy. So so, which leads me to my uh, next question. So you're on a scene, right? 
And all of a sudden, the bad guy shows back up. Now, when you're on a scene, are you, is there a point where you're going to be by yourself? Or is there always going to be an officer there? Do you know what, in, in Miami? In anywhere, in anywhere. Well, in Miami, you're pretty much on your own. Okay. If you want, you can request a patrol unit to back you up. Right. Where I'm at now, they have to wait for me. Okay. So there's always a uniform there or an investigator with me. All right. Okay, but yeah, I've had them come back. Right. So and even it, and if it creates excitement. Yeah. Even if you're going to a scene to pull some prints for, you know, uh, you know, to... Burglary or something. Differentiate or whatever. The word just escaped me. But, you know, you got to go pull some prints. You're, you're pulling a officer with you of Correct. some sorts. Yeah. So Yeah, he's waiting for us. He'll request in a burglary. And then when you pull up, he's there. Yeah. See, that's what I want to get at. So tell me. Let me know some of your... Uh, what, what happened there, man? Give me one. I know there's probably uh, several times. Do you know what? Being a nice guy. Yeah. Right? You're a nice guy. <laughs> Thank you. I, I learned that in the lunch line. I saw a three-car <laughs> accident right in front of me, I-95, by the Rickenbacker. Okay. So, and my diplomat put on our lights, because we had the dash lights, get there to see if anybody needed help. What happened is, two young guys are flirting with two girls in a different car, and here comes two old ladies in their car. Uh-huh. They all touch. Big three-car accident. Yeah. Lady gets out, yells at the kid. A lot of descriptive okay. wording. The young or the older? The old lady okay. to the young kid, to okay. the boy. Okay. Boy said, calls her a bitch. Uh-huh. So more descriptive and than a bitch. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just making yeah. sure. <laughs> he comes at her to attack her. And I get in the middle, and he says, what are you doing? And I said, you can't hit her. And he pushes me. Uh-oh. I push him back. Uh-huh. He pushed me again. I got him a radio, asked for backup. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, him and I are wrestling in the middle of I-95 with cars passing by us. Oh. <laughs> FHB gets it. What's going on? There must have been like 10 cruisers at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I went to court. This is back late 80s. Uh-huh. Went to court and the judge said, looked at me and said, you know the risk of your job and let the kid go. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't think that would fly these days. No. But and that's a good... that you're going to enjoy. Give with a retired sergeant who's a chief now with another agency. All right, I'll try to I'll try to figure it out. But go and ahead. And we were on Flagler and Eight, and the description. And we were just packing up. We were done with our homicide scene, and we're just talking like we're talking now. Yeah. And I see a truck across the street, and I go, "What was the description of the offender?" He said, "Silver truck, um, with glasses." Across the street, there's a silver truck with glasses. I go, "Like that one?" He was <laughs> yeah. watching us, yeah, yeah. armed and drunk. Wow. He was taken down with that incident, but when they say that they're watching you, that they come back to the scene, right, of, the crime, the scene of the crime, yeah. they do. Really? Yes. That's why we take crowd shots. Oh. So your offender could be sitting there on the outside of the yellow tape, and you'll just... It's happened to me several times where in the photographs, they go, there it is, and you try to be discreet in your photos. I was going to say, like, so how do you do that? You just walk around, oh, I'm just test shots, test shots. Yes. Because I, I do that a lot, you know. Oh, checking my exposure. Well, uh, exposure. if you want to be discreet, yes. Yeah. If you want to clear the crowd, you put on your flash and you go out there and you start photographing the crowd, and it's like when you turn on the lights and the roaches disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I I used to do that when I was working at the the school or and outside during dismissal, the, like all the kids would be fighting and stuff like that, and then I'd just go pulling my phone. You know, if they were like acting all big and tough and like, oh, we're not leaving, just pull the phone out. 
This is before we had body cams. Like, oh, yeah, you want to – I'm just going to put you guys on here. And gone. Yeah. Yeah. They just start running. They're like, yeah, we don't want to be on whatever your Instagram is. Yeah, today, we just want to be on our Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Even today I'm photographing a scene, and I'll tell the people, you sure you want to come out? And they were standing <laughs> in front of the house. Oh, and you see them running, close curtains. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you give a lot of hard uh, times when you're out there processing a scene? Uh, you know what? Better yet, better question. Let's let's t- let's start so people can Be- kind of get a before we do it. We're gonna take a break. We'll take a break. But when and we then you can start. It so off. when we come back, let's get everyone on the same page of what it is, start to finish, what a crime scene investigator will do, and we could differentiate between uh, detective, crime scene investigator, and what's the difference between the two on Hollywood and on Hollywood. All right. On TV. Yes. All right. We'll be right back. Right back. What's in the cup? Guys, what's in my cup? Blackout Coffee Company. We joined up with them. I've been drinking it and I enjoy it. And I think you may enjoy it as well. So you can go over to our website and click the link. Or you can just go to their website, blackoutcoffee.com, and use our coupon code to get 10% off. The code is DSP10. So go over, check it out. What's in the cup? Guys, what's in my cup? Blackout Coffee Company. We joined up with them. I've been drinking it and I enjoy it. And I think you may enjoy it as well. So you can go over to our website and click the link. Or you can just go to their website, blackoutcoffee.com, and use our coupon code to get 10% off. The code is DSP10. So go over, check it out. We're back. And we're back. And we're back. Great commercial break we just had. Yeah. Did you awesome. like Did you like the commercial? Uh, yes, I did it was very much. Great commercial. Well, why wouldn't you like the commercial? <laughs> no idea what the commercial was, but it was a great commercial. Every commercial we put out on this podcast is great, guys. Thanks for Look, that. Looking at you. All right, so we're gonna walk through because some people might be like trying to pick up the pieces and put it together. And like, all right, I, okay, we're talking about crime scene investment. What the hell do you do? What is what? What do you do? So why don't you walk us through? Uh, start to finish and you can create your own scene and fill in the details so we take us along and teach teach us we'd like to know you know what let's handle a simple shooting simple shooting okay mm-hmm. patrol gets a shot spotter call okay and we respond out there to find casings mm-hmm. so when, we, when i get to the scene it should be already secured okay crime scene tape uniform officers okay so safe uh, secured meaning uh, there's no no active scene going on. The officers have most safety under control on a scene, and it's safe for you guys to respond. Correct. Okay. And there's no traffic either. Okay. Perfect. There's no people, pedestrian, bicyclists, cars, nothing. All right. We also It's not only you're protecting the evidence, you're protecting yourself. You don't want to get hit by a car. Yes. And you don't want somebody just walking in on you either. So we have casings on the scene. So when I show up, we take general photographs. Photographs of the air, photographs of the evidence with nothing added. Then we put our numbered cones down. Then we try to put the numbered cones down according to caliber. Ah. So not too long ago, I had 14 9 millimeters, so 1 through 14. And then 15 through 26 were 223s. Mm, rifle rounds. Rifle rounds. But that way it's easier when you're talking about them. I can say 1 through 14 were 9s. Yeah. So. Is there, is there a priority to the number system? So the little, so the cones, essentially. You say, okay, priority number one are these rounds. 
And then we can go to maybe blood spat, or does it? Is it just no rhyme or reason? As long as it's like blood spat's gonna be five through ten, or whatever it is. We try to make the casings, the ballistic evidence, yeah, priority. Okay. And then I try to do it like try to group them in the mm -hmm. number to make my storytelling of the report yes easier. Okay. Then after that, we can go to the cell phone that fell on the ground. The bottle of whiskey that we found there. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and we can go on like that. And I can have an evidence list of 200 items easy, including DNA swabs and everything we do later. So after we photograph that in general again, because we take three types of photographs. Your overall. Right. Your medium that shows not the relationship of the evidence within itself. And then your close-up to show the evidence. Okay. Of what it is. So you know what number one is. So... We finish with that, pick up the casings, we put them in individual boxes, so we know which one is number one, which one is number two. Really? Yeah. So... So imagine if you have 200 rounds. Yeah, I was going to say, 100 rounds, 100 boxes. Ooh. Crime scene investigation is expensive. Yeah. It's not cheap. Between yeah. the gloves, the bags, the pill boxes, the Tyvek suits, yeah, everything, it gets expensive. Very expensive unit to run. So we take them back to the station... And we try to process them for prints. It's hard getting prints off of, of spent casing. Right. Think about it. It discharged, that explosion, that heat. Yeah. And, it, and then it bounced and landed. It's hard. Yeah. If we got lanes, awesome. If not, then we swab them for DNA. Did you say lanes? Latents. 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 Correct. Fingerprints. Yeah, I thought, it was, I thought you were doing some slang. Uh, that might like, be enough. Not enough coffee in my life right now. <laughs> lanes, you know, like lanes of the fingerprint. Okay, I don't know. Latents. I was just trying to be cool. All right. Yeah. Latents. Yeah. Prints. All right. Or not visible to the naked eye. Okay. So, hopefully you have something. So then DNA, we swab the same caliber with one swab because it's so little DNA on it that you want to pick up a lot of it right? and build it up. And then you hope you get a hit. Then we send the case in a NIBIN. NIBIN is the National Integrated Ballistic Identification Network. Uh, Try wow. saying that yeah. after a few drinks. <laughs> uh, with that being said, I'm not going to even try. Yeah. Like <laughs> we just moving right along. Yeah. So a lot of acronyms, guys, in police work, if you don't know, yeah. NIBIN. Niven, but Aethis, but, but he picked up on that that he has to explain that to us. Yeah, we're gonna need to know that. Very good. I somebody's gonna ask. Yeah, yeah. no, that's it. Beat him to the punch. Is it? We're we're talking to three year olds, and when I say three year olds, you're talking to me. What is okay, <laughs> just saying. Fifth graders. Fifth graders. Did I say uh, third graders? Yeah, third graders. Three year olds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because then you would be saying poo poo pee pee. We got the poo poo and the pee pee yeah. and the <laughs> naming, naming Disney characters. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So NIBIN is like the APHIS, uh -huh. Automated Fingerprint Identification System, mm -hmm. which is for fingerprints, obviously. Mm -hmm. So when you put it in there, it compares it and see if that gun has been used anywhere else. Nice. So imagine you're City of Miami. Yep. You put it in. In a couple of days, it's like 72 hours. They tell you, hey, this gun was used in, let's, let's pick cities, Hollywood and New York and Los Angeles. Yeah. So now, imagine your investigation just grew. Yeah. Got real big, yeah. Got real big because this somebody's traveling with this gun. Yeah. And they might have, uh, you know, you contact those agencies and they'll have their own case files and things. They're working. Yeah. So Maybe you have a common denominator between all of them. Yeah. Um, so now you run, you run through the, the casing. What about the, um, the collection and the process afterwards? Because I know there's, 
there's um, you take it back to the lab and there's different s tools that you guys have over there well um, the latent processing and, and the the swabbing yeah now this bloody clothing that's that's what I was getting at now let's bloody clothing I'm gonna I, I got a great story for this here we okay. go yeah we like great stories so in this investigation they take the bloody clothing and it had to be rushed to the lab this is back again in the late 80s you have to dry anything wet yeah we're in South Florida. You go to the beach, you forget that towel in your bag. A couple of days later, you open the bag. Oh, yeah. Stinks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It clears your sinuses a little, right? Yeah. yeah. So you got to dry it. Yeah. This stuff wasn't, this clothing wasn't dried enough. So I picked up the clothing, and back then we had the Reliant K car. Okay. The what? Re oh, the Reliant. Yeah. It's Reliant a Reliant yeah, K a, car. It's a, it was a Dodge, I think. It was Dodge. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dodge, Dodge or Reliant. Plymouth, yeah. something like that. Reliant. Oh, that man. Job it, was a little, it, it was a little four-door, four-cylinder car. Yeah. It didn't last with us a year. Okay. Okay. All right. So they tell me, check out the boxes of clothing and take it to the lab. They need to analyze them. There you go. There you go, Nick. Oh, okay. Right, perfect. There it is. It so I picked them up. Four-door sedan. I was... Four years old when that car was. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I think another gray hair just popped out of my beard. I'm not sure. So, and, and they probably didn't make Matchbox cars out of it. So they get. I'm so, sure they did. So, it was the size of a Matchbox. <laughs> so you get the clothes. I the take not, the boxes yeah, yeah. that are not fully dry. Yeah. Put them up against me. Several boxes. I put them on the front passenger seat of that car. Yeah. I drive to the lab. Now this is back when the lab used to be the public defender building on 14th Street. Okay. That used to be the crime lab. All right. So I pull up. I look to the passenger seat, and all the maggots had come out Ooh. and had covered the entire seat. Oh. And I looked at this, and I went inside, and I told them, I got a little problem. Maybe you guys can help me. <laughs> and I told them. They came out with bags, and we had to scoop up these maggots. Is that part of the evidence now, the maggots? No. Because no. they don't have some kind of, no? No. Only certain maggots eat human flesh. Not all maggots do. So what are the what, maggots are essentially the fly babies, no? Like little yeah. larva flies? They were, eating, they were eating away on that clothing. Oh, they are eating clothing. Blah. So they came and you know how they kill them? They just put them in the freezer. Freeze maggots. Freeze maggots. Uh. Now, the way I mess with my rookies and observers, uh -huh. when we got a body and the maggots are just pouring out, I tell them, doesn't that look like fried rice? <laughs> oh, and that... So now you process the scene, right? Mm -hmm. You took it back. You dried out the clothes. Yes. Yes. Because uh, there is actually like we have a dryer like oven thing. Yeah, it's um, you know it looks like an armoire, <laughs> and <it> has <laughs> an armoire. A, <laughs> and it has a filtration system. It's made out of PVC. Okay. So when you put the stuff in there, it filters the air and it's constantly drying. Unlike when I started, that we had a shower stall. Ah. And we used to hang the stuff in. That was before HIV. Oh, my God. Because when HIV came out, we didn't even know how you caught HIV at one point. Wow. Like so COVID. this stuff would just be hanging there, dripping, just with a piece of butcher paper covering it. And then we would hose off the shower later. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then somebody came up, some genius, somebody sitting in some island right now with his piña colada or something, said, why don't I make a closet on wheels that, fil that filters the air ah. and has constant... Kind of cleans it, yeah, yeah. And it dries it out for you. Okay, so we dried it out. Then once we dry it out, are we taking samples then? Or we already took the samples? No, what we're going to do is, and I learned, I learned this 
quite a few years ago working cold case DNA. Mm -hmm. You can still collect DNA from clothing. Okay? So imagine I was working a case from the 1970s, cold case, and we were able to take DNA from, from the collar, armpit areas, mm -hmm. your underwear, to identify people. Right. So if you and I are struggling and I grab onto your shirt, you can get my DNA off of your shirt. Uh-huh. So we can send the clothing to the lab for foreign DNA. We can send it for powder pattern, meaning if, I sh if you get shot, they can determine by the stippling on, on your clothing how far the shooter was up to only a few feet. After right. After that, you can't. Right. But the powder will be on you. So what they'll do is they'll take a gun and they're shooting the gun and try to get how far, how big of a spread in X amount of distance and then they compare it to your clothing. Oh, and so they you can say he was shot from three feet away. I don't want to do this, but my brain keeps telling me I need to. Um, uh, Dexter used to do that a lot in his lab. I'm so sorry. This guy's living just, in La La Land. I just, my wife, and I, binged it. My wife <laughs> and I binged it during the pandemic. I'd never seen it. I'm just she'd, kidding. She'd seen it. But as far as an example of that, he used to do a lot of blood spatter work with different you know gel bodies and all that kind of similar so that, to what you're saying like they're going to set that up yes. with a gun in a lab with a similar type shirt and everything and just and, yeah. and measure it and back it up okay these work the same for us it was four feet and here's your answer four yes, feet correct. okay so huh. that kind of where i'm going i'm not so, trying to so say the, so you're dexter <laughs> you know, i just said it well when you watch the shows how on point are they Far-fetched. I, I, I went to the movies one day with somebody. Uh -huh. I, think, I think it was with Eddie Murphy. Was it 48 Hours or something like that? Rush yeah. Hour? Rush Hour. Well, for, Rush 48 hour. Hours was Eddie Murphy. Oh, Rush Hour was uh, uh, Chris, Chris Tucker. Sorry. Jackie Chan. Well, Fried rice. They take a, Fried rice. If I remember correctly, they take a fish tank. That's how we used to superglue things, right? With an old fish tank before the technology came up. Right. You put superglue. You put your item. Like These mugs are excellent. Right for super glue. Well, thank you. You can buy those at donutshoppodcast. Donutshoppodcast.com. <laughs> you got that in? Okay. Shameless plugs. <laughs> and he puts a super glue, covers it, and when he takes it out, it was a book of matches, comes out purple. That's a totally different process. So I'm in a movie theater getting up going, that's not how it works. That's, and, and so you're going to have to leave? Down. Shut up. You're going to have to down. leave. Yeah, sit yeah. down. Sit down. That's, so I don't watch many of those shows. I, Even when I come out on them, I don't watch them. What about, uh, I'm telling you, Dexter, you ever seen Dexter? No. no. Never seen it, okay. I know about the show, but I mean, I it's about it. you. I mean, it's Miami. Well, just Miami. CSI. You know, it's in yeah. Miami Beach, but it's. Because uh, okay, it's, a, it's a, pee, a pet peeve of mine seeing police shows and, and watching somebody punch somebody, or the taser is the worst. I hate when someone tases them, they're like, ah! And then no, they, tases and they a, fall asleep. With a stun, stun gun. gun yeah. Like a Batman-style stun gun. And the guy falls down and falls asleep. Yeah, and he's <laughs> out for like three days. Wigs are like, what happened? <laughs> I'm like, bro, I don't know what kind of tasers those are, but Same let me get to this. That's not how it works. Yeah. 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 My wife Who's was writing this report. <laughs> my wife always tells me to shut up. It's just a movie. I'm like, yeah. no, but that's not. Yeah, they just uh, property damage, uh, car chase, property damage, <laughs> crash. Yeah, I'm like, so many police reports <laughs> you got to write. There, there was a scene in Transformers where the guy gets tased in, in the the nuts, yeah. and like five minutes after he got tased, he's still going, uh, you know, and he's talking every now and then. He'd be like, uh, I'm like, 
I don't know. I don't know how true you know, this or, scene or, uh, is. Or hangover well, when the cops actually let someone else <laughs> tase him in the face. Yeah. Sorry, we could do a whole podcast yeah, on that. We're, we're deviating. Movie from, from, well, go ahead. Let me, let me, let me like, give you one though. Okay, okay go. Okay. I did consultation on a movie. Oh. Right. Again, almost thirty years ago. I don't even remember the name of the movie to be honest. No. But they came up with a burn. Obviously, it was Men in Black. Burn VHS tape. Uh huh. Do you know what that is? I know what a VHS. Yeah. Oh, I, was, okay, no, I was five when those came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another gray hair just popped out. Yeah. Right? I can feel it. No, no, okay. Yeah, it was burned. It was melted. And they yeah. said, okay, how can you get prints off of this for the movie? No, you can't. <laughs> it's burned. <laughs> no, you can't. Unless the hands inside of the VHS tape. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is they, it still connected? <laughs> they, came up, they had to come up with something crazy. Wow. wow. You remember what movie that was or no? No, I don't remember. I mean, at least, uh, at least they didn't say, okay, well, thanks, but we're going to do it anyways. Yeah. I think they did at the end, and I don't even think I got credit for it. They, 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 they paid me like... Chump change. Chump yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, thanks, buddy. Yeah. I was like, okay, so you're coming up with the impossible. So, the, uh, so okay, let's, let's dial it back, guys. Let's walk it back, all right? We were, we were in Transformers there for a second. <laughs> so we go, we, go we, we process all the, the evidence, right? And then you get called to court a lot to testify, I, must, I presume, no? Yes, we do. Yeah, because that's a big thing, evidence in court, right? Can't prove a case. You have to, the chain of custody, meaning you need to justify every minute of existence of that piece of evidence from the moment you collect it till it gets to court. Mm-hmm. So you need to know anybody who came across it from what minute to what minute they had it. Mm-hmm. And I have to go testify on that. And just like... Just like most officers, there are weeks that you don't get out of court, and then there are months that you don't see it. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, yeah, we testify. And crime scene investigators normally testify in felony court because we don't get involved in many misdemeanors. Yeah, yeah. it's too much. So the only time I did have to go to misdemeanor court for, on a battery, I was terrified. What do you do here? <laughs> I walked in. It was a madhouse. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's all kinds of people. It was a madhouse. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going, what's going on here? Yeah. I was expecting, like... You know, people to start taking out yeah. brass knuckles and stuff and start fighting. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah it's like the Jerry like, Springer show in there. Yes, yeah. so I was like, get me back in felony court where it's yeah. where it's more sane. Yeah, yeah, it's a little wild. And I had a guy represent himself one time uh, against against me. He's like, I got this, I got this, and he stood up and started doing his. I was like, ooh, it's <laughs> a whole other story. But anyways, wow. yeah, misdemeanor court's its own monster. Yeah, that's a great place for people watch. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, court. so yes, yeah. Sitting in court, uh, we're sitting yes, in, in the hallways. Yeah, I wonder what that guy is there for. That that girl, I wonder what they did. You know. Yeah. So uh, so you go to court, you testify. Do you ever work in however many years? Do you ever get attached to any of these cases, even though you you're processing the scene and you're like, man, I wonder whatever happened to that that case, or you're just a kind of profession where you're like, hey man, it's my job. Move on to the next. You know, we as adults, we know what we're getting our asses into. Yeah. I have very little sympathy or I just move on with my life. Yeah. It's kids. It's yeah. when kids get hurt or killed or families. Mm-hmm. I've had that families. Wow. Um, and I'm going to tell you one that I'm gonna, I have always remembered. I was there with a veteran investigator and it was a preemie baby. Was sick. Mm-hmm. Just got out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. The mother had to be 16 years old. So her mother's there. Yeah. And the baby died overnight. Came home and died that same night. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I get there, she has this baby wrapped in a towel, singing lullabies to it. 
Yeah. With her mother holding on to her. Mm. Yeah. And we're waiting for the wagon, which was an hour and a half away. Oh, my God. We could, I couldn't make eye contact with the investigator. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if you can even hear it in me right now. I hear it. I hear it. You, I, we couldn't make eye contact because yeah. we were going to break down. Yeah, yeah. doesn't matter. I don't care how yeah. big, bad you are. No. Oh. And when the wagon got there, they showed up with a bag to put the baby in a bag. And I was like, go wait outside. Yeah. We're like, well, I said, go wait outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I went up to her and I said, I have to take her now. Yeah. And I, I like if she was still alive, I picked her up and put her in my arms. Mm-hmm. I wrapped yeah, up yeah. the blanket. And then I walked outside with him. Yeah, man. You know, but that's I'll never forget that. And and those 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 type of cases stay with you, and and it's not so people think uh, PTSD as like this thing where you know you're like oh you're twitching and everything, but you bring up an experience like that, and I, and I have very similar experience where I had to remove myself from the scene, go into the car, and get your composure. And then go back out there and continue being a professional. So people don't don't get it. Cops are all robots, and you know, and, and people, but it takes a toll. You know, you go to a scene. How many you think? Fun question. How many you think over the years? How how many crime know, scenes you've been to? I know to? it's thousands, but in doing the math, averaging at the city of Miami, four or five calls a day mm-hmm. for thirty plus years, and then back as a supervisor, yeah. uh, or as a trainer. And now with my new agency, it has to be... Thousands. They, thousands. Thousands. Because one year I had yeah, 19 I, homicides as the lead myself without including the ones I assisted on. Yeah. And that's just death calls. Yeah. The suicides, the traffic fatalities and traffic all of that. fatalities are... So yeah, many, probably just seen? as many. Traffic 40, 50, 60 just that yeah. year. Yeah. Plus... All the burglaries, all the yeah. the bread and butter calls, the so, domestic violence calls, the, the simple batteries. The, yeah. So for a human to take that in is a lot, you know, and, and, have to, and have to deal with it and process it. So I think people in this profession are built very different, very special. They're able to, to get that. In the beginning, was it hard to adjust uh, and, and become that? Almost you build almost like a callus over that, that emotion to where you connect with it and say, you know what, this is, I, this is a job. Sometimes you can't disconnect, like what we just spoke about. But some, like sometimes you get there and then you realize, damn, I was on a scene that was pretty bad. Like when I really think about it, but I'm just going through my training. So, Do, you know, you ask how many calls City Miami averages twelve crime scene, yeah. twelve thousand calls a year. Yeah, it's a divided lot. Divided by twenty people. Yeah. Okay. Think about that. So I've learned certain things over the years. I had a suicide. Guy has family in from Europe. Family mm-hmm. went to Bayside. He shot himself. Well, the family, well, the family's at Bayside. Yeah. When they came back, we're there. So found his. There's a piece of paper sticking out of this book, and I pull it out. His suicide note. Ah. Okay, you read the note. I have to take the note. Yeah. I have to process it and make sure there's. It's like nobody else's prints, just right. his and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. But when you start, that was his diary. When you start reading his diary, you realize what a horrible life this person was having. Yeah. Yeah, and you read that, and you're saying to yourself, you know, I gotta stop reading people's journals. Yeah, because I don't want to say we're damaged products or damaged goods, but we're not the average person. Yes, we're not the average person. We tend to see things a little bit more callous. Yeah, and it's not because we want to; it's been beaten into us. Yeah, I mean, you have you have to. Otherwise, how do you do this? How do you do the job? 
How do you show up on a on a murder scene and be a professional and handle it without being taken back, going, "Oh my god," and taking it home and thinking about it at night, and and then you can't, you you can't, you have to be a professional. I've only had a handful of those. Yeah. But you know who's a good friend of mine that helps me out a lot? Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good buddy of her. He's, that guy's a friend of police officers, I can tell you that, and everyone in the profession. <laughs> you know, my kids, and my, my daughter's here in the studio with us now, yeah. they know that when I get in and they see that blank look, it's, okay, dad had probably a baby death or something. And yeah. Time to leave that alone. Yeah. Bring down the screen, put on some Starsky and Hutch, and look what police work should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, or, yeah. you know, my favorite channels is uh, sci-fi, western, and the Cartoon Network. Nothing of reality, right? Nothing reality. Yeah. I don't watch the news. It's yeah. depressing. Or I watch myself on the news. Yeah. Right, right, right. On the scene. That's funny. I put on the news when there's a storm. There's a storm coming? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> put, on, put on the channel, uh, the, the weather channel. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's funny because I guess it happens in everybody's household. No one talks about it. But my wife's like, oh, let's watch the news. I'm like, I don't want to watch the news. I am the news. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But she's like, ah, you're, you're a fool of yourself. I'm like, no, I'm not saying it that way. I'm just saying that if we deal with this every day. I don't want to, this is like taking work home with you. And I don't want to deal with that, right? I just want to detach. My wife, I would come home and she was watching Forensic Files. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because she yeah. loved what I did. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, please. <laughs> I didn't want to watch Lost in Space, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Final Star Galactica. Give me Star Trek. Let's go. Star Wars. Yes. Yeah, We're going to take a break. Yeah. Star Wars. That's what I would tell people that I was going to a galaxy far, far away. Like, Absolutely. I didn't have to yeah. think about it and stuff. And you see that? I w- he was ready to take a break. I said Star Wars. He's like, no, no, we're good. We, we can talk, talk about it. We can talk about the Darth Vader helmet I have later. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, you were talking to the wrong guy. You are talking to the wrong guy. All right. Well, let's go give that guy Jack a call. All right. And, uh, <laughs> see what he has to say. This, this is our second break, right? Yeah. So when we come back, there's a special portion where we pulled the audience. Awesome. And they want to ask you some questions. Awesome. And we'll talk about Darth Vader helmets. Looking forward to it. And this is my Darth Vader voice. No, I'm just kidding. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> What's up, Podcast Land? It's Justin here. Thank you very much for streaming and listening to these podcasts over on all the podcast apps. We really appreciate it. For those of you that may be listening on Apple Podcasts, if you can, go out to the front of it and throw some stars up for the donut shop and uh, maybe even write a review. We appreciate it. Uh, We love doing this, and we're going to have a lot more great shows coming up for you in the future. Now, back to the podcast. And we're back. That's right. We are back. And you might notice that I'm wearing this intimidating trooper hat because you have just entered the portion, notice the red lights, of interview and interrogation. Gation, gation, gation. I'm scared. We don't have have sound effects yet, so that's what we do. Make them up. Yeah. Can you see it? I'm scared. First one of season two. I could see you shaking. All right, this is a portion where we poll the audience. Uh, happened to poll them on Nick Off Duty on Instagram, and uh, we got some questions. They have questions, and I always do this where I'm trying to pull up the questions, but Justin has them has them already, so he can take the first one, and I'll do the I second one. You, you like to dance first, so yeah. So, uh, so then uh, I think that's it right now. He's going to ask you the first question. Yeah. Um. You, okay, we went over a couple of them that you'd already covered a few of them during this episode. Um, so Do the first one. Do I the think, first one. Oh, the first one. Okay. Yeah. C-O-O-P-27 underscore. Coop 27. I don't know how you would pronounce underscore. Yeah. 
Besides a cert in CSI, is there any other classes that could help on the job? The certification right now is from the International Association of Identification. Uh, you can get it through them. But classes that can help you, photography. Ah. Plenty of photography. We do stuff like time exposure when we use chemicals like luminol. Oh. I like doing time exposure on a dark night where you only might have two street lamps really far apart. And a nice time exposure can get the entire scene that your flash won't. Stuff like macro photography. You've got to photograph that hair. Yeah. That blood spatter with the scale next to it, that very small. You know, I found a little drop. By, found it because I had a magnifying glass playing Sherlock Holmes, and I found a drop of blood on the seatbelt buckle of a car. Photographing that, which is a reflective surface, you need to know photography. Yeah, lighting. So I tell folks, do photography. Mm. Learn photography. That's good. As an amateur photographer, I'm learning some of that stuff, and... I do have a macro lens, and it's, it's, it's not just like, oh, I'm just going to pick up a camera and do macro. Yeah. And your cell phone doesn't, especially doesn't do macro for you. Oh. So I, I, I did a macro shot so intense mm -hmm. on a dime that you can see the imperfection of the metal. It's not as smooth as you think it is. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. Or, or the mixing of the metals, because it's not just one solid, one solid metal. You're up. Well, congratulations, Matt. Made it past the first one, but let's see if you're ready for the second one. Go ahead, Troop. Go ahead. Hold on. It's coming. This one is by uh, at R-Y-L-O-4. Rilo4. Do you get pissed when rescue takes the bodies after they're clearly deceased? That body can be my crime scene. Uh, right? So if you have nothing else, it's my crime scene. Yeah. So I remember one day in the north end part of the city, a long time ago, I pulled up. I heard the call go out. Pulled up with patrol. I, I ran up to the body. The victim looked at me, took his last breath, and died right in front of me. Mm. That's, <sighs> yeah. Rescue pulled up moments later. You can see he was a senior fireman or paramedic with a, a rookie. They walked up to the body. They looked at it. The older one looked at the young one and said, have you ever worked on one of these before? No, never. They picked up the body and took the body with them. And I'm like, uh, hey, guys. Yeah. Fire rescue took my crime scene because there's nothing like working on a real body. I get it. I understand. There's no dummy on the planet. Oh, so they took it like as a cadaver. They took or it to a, practice. To practice. CPR, resuscitation, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they took my crime scene. Oh. Do you know, what's the rule on that? Do you know the rule? It's, I believe it's no pulse, right? Or no, it's tricky. Everything changes. We got time for one more story. Yeah. yeah. We I'm love stories here. I'm walking into the station. Uh-huh. And out walks a detective and he said, hey, heck, good thing you didn't go to that natural that I just went to. We don't, crime scene never went to naturals. Doctor's willing to sign or something. He's talking about a natural death. death. Natural, natural death. Natural causes. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get wrapped up in your own yes. jargon that you lose. We got to do it. Folks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, folks, meaning the people listening. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so the call went out. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we have some young listeners. Like, we don't, what's folks? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but he, but he. Another gray hair just popped out. <laughs> okay. All right. So Cole went out for patrol. Followed her. Patrol gets there. They called it. They had it was an apartment. Uh-huh. The security bars. So they get the fire department to come out with. I think it's called the K twelve saw. Yeah, K twelve rescue. Right down the center of the. Go inside. Break the door down. They walk up to the body and they go. Yeah, she's dead. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what well, we joked around? It was DRT. Dead right there. Dead right there. Is that a, that's not a. That's not official term. That's not unofficial. Unofficial. Official, unofficial official term. Okay. Yeah. It w- in this case, was a stinker. Ah. Meaning the body was smelling really bad. And another unofficial official term. Unofficial official term. Uh-huh. Right? A decomp. Somebody who is decomposing emits a foul odor because of the decomposition that's going inside. From what I hear. Those are the rumors. That's what I heard, that's what I heard on Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> so... They get there. Fire department's there. Fire department does the sniff test. She's dead. They leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- um, patrol's there. Detective shows up. And the wagon shows up. The wagon of the body removal service. And back then, it was a private company. They show up. They pick her up. They put her on the backboard. Pick up the backboard. Put her in the gurney. And she says, hey, what are you doing to me? Whoa! I said, good thing I wasn't there. My camera would have been floating in midair like something out of a Bugs Bunny movie. <laughs> a roadrunner. <laughs> I would have still been running. Oh, my but God. Ends up, she had gangrene on the leg ah. and took some heavy medication to sleep and didn't hear them coming in through the door, the, the whole thing. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You're the wagon <laughs> driving down the road. And your body that you just pick up said, hey, where am I going? Whoa. Biggest fear. Biggest fear in that type of a situation for me. Or you're that midnight security Oh, my God. <laughs> or you're that midnight security guard at the medical examiner's office, and you're here from the oh. freezer. Oh, my God. Hey, where am I? Goodness. Um, you ever seen sorry if we just Costello talked movie? Every- Costello oh. was amazing. Costello would go... <laughs> yeah. As he's driving, he would be crying because <laughs> yeah. like Frankenstein would have yeah. showed up or something. Yeah, yeah. These are old comedians from back in the day, Abbott and Kinsella. Sorry, we're using, I guess it's a different type of jargon. Another hair just, another gray one just popped <laughs> up. I'm, I'm aging here quickly, guys. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's Absolutely. on third. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, Great. That's crazy, man. So, gangrene obviously is what the. Rotting flesh? Yeah, yeah rotting, so yeah, the, exactly. essentially part of your body is so decomposing. She didn't want to do anything about it. Yeah. And she's. Wow. In her apartment? And the smell's just so bad that the neighbors had a call. Ooh, that can lead us into uh, uh, the uh, the last question on the thing. You want to ask that one? I'm almost, sure. scared. I'm almost scared about that. Yeah. The, the last, last one to the right? Yeah, the one yeah. on the bottom right okay. there. Okay. All right. So, Toad Am 12. That's him. To Adam 12. I'm going to go with Toad Am 12. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, have you ever had to burn your clothes after uh, a scene? It's, it's with a C, Adam. Uh, scene due to decomp. So basically, you walk into a house, stinks so bad, it's on your clothes, and you got to burn it. I've gone home where my dog didn't want to get near me. And you know <laughs> dogs smell all sorts of crazy stuff when they're yeah, out yeah. in the street. So it's true, your, your clothes pick up. The your clothes, Ooh. you smell it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your, so you, nose, it's better to eat before test. your decomp than to eat 
after the decomp. Because mm-hmm. after the decomp and you're eating that Whopper, yeah. mm-hmm. you can taste the decomp. Oh, oh my God. So, so explain real quick what, it, what we're talking about. We're talking about... You get to a scene, there's... A stinker. Wh- which is essentially is... A decomposing body. There you go. That's it. Right. So you get Listen, to... I had one two days ago, mummified. Ooh. Wow. Mummified. Just been dead for over a month. Oh, it was wow, just yeah. it looked like leathery. You could see right through the person. Wow. Okay? I'm at a point in my career, I don't wear a mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's normal. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, be- unfortunately, get a lot of me. Yeah. Because of COVID and everything going on, yeah. I should be wearing a mask yeah. in, in some of those scenes. In this case, the smell is so bad. And we should, let me rephrase that. On, on death scenes where it's, you think you're going to be exposed to blood and stuff, you should be wearing personal protection equipment, PPE yeah. gear, yes. Tyvek suit, that white suit. Some yeah. folks call it the bunny suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I saw somebody wearing it at Winn-Dixie the other day. Afraid of oh, COVID. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yep. Booties, gloves, masks, goggles, protecting yourself, right? Right, right. If it's not a bloody scene, because the person died right there and everything, the fluids are right there, I'll go in, I'll put on some booties or whatever, but that stench is there. You can pull up with a house that's sealed, pull up in your car and smell it through the air conditioning that's seeping into your car. I've mm-hmm. smelled it. That's exactly what happened to me. You'll never forget that smell. Mm-hmm. You'll know it smells different than a dead animal. There's a certain odor for a human. Yeah. And you could be standing somewhere go, <laughs> and say, that's an animal. It's not a, it's not a human. Yeah. And recognize yeah. it. So you get home. Well, first of all, you're in your car. Windows open. (laughs) This is after. This is after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Windows open. You're trying to get that out of your out of of your sinuses. You know, your coffee beans or something. You know that stuff that I've seen it on TV where they put Vicks. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I tried that once. All that did was open up my sinuses, and I was able to smell it better. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. The mask with the cologne. Yeah. Oh, it smells great for the first five minutes. Then it's yeah. a perfumed body that's yeah. decomposing. Yep. Put on a mask to filter what you can. Handle the body. Yeah. Do what you need to. Now, you get home, I'll call ahead and I'll say, keep a bag by the front door. And at the front door, I'm going down to my skivvies. My dog will be standing in the other side of the room like, hey, you know, I love you, but not today. Yeah. <laughs> when a dog doesn't come running up to you, there's a reason. Yeah. Right? Put everything in there. My laundry room is right next to my front door. It's the door next. It stays there and straight into the shower. Yeah. And you just let it soak and you wash and wash and wash and you never feel clean because you still smell it. Still smell it. Yeah, so I haven't burned my clothes. You know, there's detergents out there. I wanted to. My dog even offered me a match one day. <laughs> Here you go. You do, you do this after you go to the bathroom. So. Uh, even even the even the kids, you walk. The family's like, "Dad, we love you," but not necessarily right now. Oh. Curious, do you guys? Because you said you have a network of people when you meet them on trainings. Do you guys uh, share that? Like, hey, does anybody have any uh, solutions to that, or is like, uh, I'm not going to talk about that because it's going to make me look soft, or is it like, hey, anyone got any tricks of that, or no? We don't even talk about that. Anymore. I knew it. I knew it's, it. It's. Because like, look at this. Look at this guy. Can't do his job. 
Mr. Sensitive knows. I love dealing with new officers. Yeah. Right? Because they walk in and they all want to... Th- I've never thrown up. I've never gagged. At first, I wore that mask until I realized the mask is keeping the odor inside. Yeah. So I love watching them throw up. And you walk up to them like they're little kids, and you, like a pet. You're petting yeah. them. You'll be okay, little trooper. You'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll be okay. So, so you, take those, you take your clothes off as soon as you're getting to the door of your house. However. You, you don't know what you're carrying. However, I heard a story on break Uh-oh. about you on a scene. And it wasn't from you. It was from somebody who's in the studio behind that you brought along that maybe you started taking your clothes off on the scene. Of a crime scene one time. Uh, Something might have jumped on you. You got the eebajeebas. Tell us about the eebajeebas. What happened? Let's start off with, for the non-Floridians, what a palmetto bug is. Yeah, let's show them the the size. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) It's an iPhone 11. Yeah. Max. 12 12, Pro Max. 12 Pro Max. They're big. It's a roach like this big that flies. Yeah, it's on steroids. Okay. Yeah. When they land, you hear them. Yeah. Land. Yeah. So I'm on a homicide scene, and it was a nasty scene. Not because it was a fresh kill. Yeah. I mean, to sound really horrible. Yeah. But it was a dirty house. Mm hmm. And this palmetto bug fell off the ceiling into my polo shirt. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the thing is that you're on the scene with a tucked in shirt. Uh, yes. So it's in there, it ain't coming and out. I feel it running around <laughs> doing laps. And I start taking off my uniform. I'm doing, and the first 48 hours was filming. Oh, oh. my God. I'm, I'm opening my pants and everything, and this thing just flew out. <laughs> and I'm standing there with my shirt up, the belt in my hand. I look at the camera. I said, oh, God, please don't put this on TV. <laughs> oh, man, that would have been great. <laughs> and, you know, there are times that uh, I wish they would have made a blooper episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you uh. know, but he said, no, we can't because it has to portray the department positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, and I, man. I'm getting dressed and people walking by looking at me. And I'm like, I'll be sitting in my car for a little while. Just kind of. No, yeah. If you're not from South Florida, these things are real. You can't kill them with a shoe. They're going to, hey, what are you doing, bro? Why'd you hit me with that? I said, the, the, yeah. yeah. The, the wing comes up and goes, you can yeah. hear them. Yeah. You hear them. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's this cover for your mic, it's yeah. about the size of that. Oh, speak, medium. Speaking of, uh, first uh, episode with these new covers. Check out those new flashes. Shout very out to my boy, Officer Jay, coming through. Yeah, they're very cool. Yeah. Bro. Good. It's just in case you didn't know who was talking on the mic. Now you can really see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that the shirts gave it away, but. Yeah. Or, or the. <laughs> or the sign. Or the sign behind it. Or the watermark in the video. Well, you know what? If these people are interested in crime scene work, your audience, uh-huh. you should have been observant and noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. With that, but I'll take ever, a sip of the if, mug. If we ever go out in the field, we can use these to interview people. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. Last one. Last one. Oh, sorry. You got it. We're going to get, get back uh, to, your, to your TV show. Uh, this one is uh, from Robrenia underscore four. I don't know if that's correct. Here we go. Was outlining, was the outlining of a body actually a thing? And if so, who would clean up the truck? She, was that, was that good? Was that good? <laughs> no, that was horrible. But okay. <laughs> so, was out, so you see in the movies the chalk that goes around the body. And then, so was that actually a thing? We never did that. Uh-huh. We haven't done it down in South Florida. Yeah. Um, 
I came up to a scene once a patrol officer had outlined the body. Wow. And I was upset. You're adding to the scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't add to my scene. Yeah. And I'm looking at this, and then I go, okay, so where's the gun? And he had disassembled the fire and put it in a Ziploc bag and gave it to me. And I was like, listen, for this, I'll give you my camera. You handle this because I don't <laughs> want my name on any report. <laughs> we uh, never did that. Okay. And, and think about this. If it's a real bloody scene that this person's a pool of blood, how are you going to sketch it out? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I've had them where, and it's decomposing, where they pop. Yeah. And it's a large pile of just goop. Yeah. No, we don't do that. We don't do that. So maybe, maybe they did it like before. That's what I was going to say. Where'd before, that come from? Like, like, cameras are, are, have been portable for a while, whether the size of the camera. And yeah. stuff. So you can take click, click, click. You've got the position of the body, and it eventually, all right, it's going to move around. And then, like, when you come back. So they, they at least wanted to see, because all chalk lines looked almost the exact same. It yeah. Was the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, walk like an Egyptian. Yeah. Egyptian. <laughs> you know? So it's like, well, we need the positioning of the person, you know. It might be relevant. Yeah. In the yeah, investigation later, know, but. Man. Yeah, it's just early. Oh, how about this? Uh, maybe not. This is this yeah, is dumb. Yeah, I was yeah, maybe it's a movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a movie. Maybe Only in cartoons. The Flintstones, they did it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, On a cable. I'm sure television made it worse because yeah. imagine the, the the Hollywood yeah. of watching you coming up and here's the body. The body was here. Yeah. We didn't do it. I'm, uh, there may be agency somewhere that do it. Yeah, we don't. Maybe maybe they did. Yeah, maybe. yeah. We it's don't. for the camera, you know, like that. Yeah. But as far as picking yeah, up the goop. Later, because we take the body. We're not interested in the brain matter left behind and the blood and tissue. There are companies out there that will come yeah. and, and clean that for you. All right. I, that was going to be one of my questions in the next uh, segment, but uh, you got ahead of me on that one. Well, with that being said, congratulations, Nation, Nation, Nation. <laughs> <laughs> That was you, horrible also. <laughs> but it, it'll, it'll sound great in the edit. You... Uh, Made it past the interview and interrogations portion of the podcast. We're going to awesome. take a break, put these lights back to a cool blue because it's hot, inferno red. And uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Cool. We'll be back. Okay, we're back. Thanks for bringing us back, Jay. It's cooler, blue lights. Sorry, that was my alter ego. That was Trooper Nick. That was intimidating. Um, I apologize for that guy. He is. He can be a little harsh at times. Ask some tough questions, he right, does. Jay? Yeah, he does. By the way, Jay, I love the new flashers. The 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 mug, great. And what's that you're wearing on your chest there, Jay? Donut Shop Podcast polos. Coming sooner or later. Sooner or later. They're, they're a prototype right now. Okay. Just saying. Season two. New stuff. All right. Well, we got a lot of aspiring police officers out here um, listening to the podcast. 
in their cars right now. They probably are police officers. Maybe they get this advice and they could heed your warning. Okay? And maybe some future officers are listening and they can go, Ha, I learned that on a Donut Shop podcast. I'm not going to do that. Give me the worst thing an officer can do on a crime scene. Get your advice when you show up and you're just like, Ugh, idiot. Put your hands in your damn pocket. Put your hands in your pockets. Lee, don't touch anything. If you're calling me out, yeah. you shouldn't be touching anything. Okay. Nothing. All right. Okay? I have had officers. You know, I understand officer safety, crime scene safety. Yes. If there's a firearm on the scene, you got to be careful it's not stolen or used against you. Yeah. I, I get it. Mm. Take the firearm, put it in the trunk of your car, uh-huh. close the trunk. It's safe. Mm-hmm. I've had them where they have disassembled the firearm, put it into a Ziploc bag, and then give it to me. The guy you just spoke about. Yeah, you yeah. just spoke about that guy. He made it twice already. That, you oh. know that guy, did. he messed up. It's right here in his brain because he oh said my. it twice already. And you know what? This is what happens. How yeah. do we know that firearm was working uh, at the time? Because when you time. put it back together, you may fix whatever, maybe a malfunction. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely correct. This guy's good, huh? Hey. This guy's good. I have him for a reason. <laughs> this guy's good. Jeez. We can't have him... Give all the answers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't, I had one give me a casing without gloves or anything. Give uh-huh. me a casing and say, here, start the chain of custody. And I went, uh, no. <laughs> chain of custody started from wherever you got it or wherever it came from. Uh-huh. I can't print that. I can't DNA that. Don't touch it if you need to. Put on some gloves. Put into something clean. If I'm not coming out. Yeah. You know, there's... <laughs> There's something that we used to call the Holy Shit Brigade. Oh, it flies in Avengers. We could yeah. say that here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Holy Shit Brigade. It's the HSB. You know what happens with the Holy Shit Brigade? What's that? So you have a crime scene. Uh-huh. Here comes all the bosses. And uh-huh. we all walk oh, through your yeah. scene going, holy shit, look at that. <laughs> holy shit, look at that. <laughs> Commissioner, <laughs> come over here. Take yeah. a look. Yes. yes. Yeah. And all they're doing is stepping on your scene, scattering your evidence. Now your one shoe print is 20. Yeah. Okay. So, well, you know, it happens to the best the, of us. The I've, HSB. HSB. It's happened to the best. I've stepped on brains. I've sat on blood. Uh-huh. Brains are very slippery on a sidewalk. I, it, I would imagine. You've got to be careful. Yeah. If you're calling me out, don't touch anything. Okay. Just secure it. Mm-hmm. Right. If you need to stand over that gun, stand over that gun. That's a, that's, a, see, that's a a thing where they should have more training because you, there's no one answer to, to every scenario. You can't say in, you should do this always because always doesn't apply to police work and crime scenes. Now, if it's an active scene, it's an active shooter, you're there and there's more things happening and you have to leave, but there's people walking around and you're in a mall or something. Well, yeah, you got to secure it. You got to secure But if that, that firearm is in a house, in a room, there's only one person and they're deceased, clearly. Let's, why don't we just, uh, we can watch, make sure no one goes in there, but why are we taking it out of the crime scene? Yeah. Am, I, am I wrong? One more story? Go, go, oh, yeah, we story. love stories here. We love stories. So Buddy and I show up to a hom- um, suicide, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Female that shot herself. Females don't normally shoot themselves. Right. Okay? And men tend to suicide more than women. Those are, those are the statistics. Those are, hey, you guys are talking facts. Facts so over feelings, baby. We pull up to the scene. It was, it was mine. And he, the patrol officer takes out a bright pink piece of paper with bright blue writing on it. And that's where he had done his notes. I didn't pay much attention to it. Mm-hmm. 
when we get to the room, I go, where's the victim? Well, she was still twitching, so she was transferred, um, transported. Okay. Where's the gun? For officer safety, I put it inside that bag. It was a grocery bag. I opened it up. It was a revolver. Revolver had been opened. The rounds dumped. And a bright blue pen was put through the cylinder. Okay? Let's start off with this alone. Uh-huh. First of all, we don't know if the spent casing was underneath the hammer. So we don't know if the ha- firearm had been tampered with. Yeah. It could have been, been murder. Yeah. We don't know this now. Yeah. Right? And I'm going, I'm just standing there looking at this bag. And my, my buddy goes, hey, heck. Yeah, I come over there. The suicide note is written on bright pink paper with bright blue ink. <laughs> what the officer did was raise the suicide note and take the sheet underneath that has the impression on it to write his notes and then use the pen to make it safe. So the same pen that she wrote with, he, he made it yes. safe, or she or she made it safe. Yes. So this officer that will remain nameless, uh-huh. part of City Miami. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't Both know that agency. Both officers that were there uh-huh. were sons of sergeants. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. They asked me not to tell their father. Oh, my God. How, how long ago? <laughs> this is a long time ago. This had to be 15 years ago, man. Yeah, revolvers. Well, I'm a, wheel, I'm a wheel gun person. Yeah. I like revolvers. Yeah. Don't mess with my scene. The speed loaders. They took the body. Leave the gun alone. Yeah. If the person is, you're worried, I understand that. Take the gun. Put it in the trunk of your car. Yeah. You know, there, open the night table. Put it in the night table and close it and tell me when I get there. Listen, I left it alone. Yeah. I had a follow-up scene, another scene, like a couple of weeks later. I pulled up, another shooting. He saw me, and he said, I didn't touch shit. Yeah. Got in his car and left. <laughs> <laughs> so point was taken. <laughs> I, just, I just stayed on scene, just so you know. You know how you said it. that I got a little on the... And I never said it. I never said it again. You see? You have that effect on people. Huh? Yeah. All right. So uh, there's, a, there's a word of advice. What the officer said, don't touch anything. Uh, yeah. I didn't touch uh, explicit poop. Yeah. So when he says keep don't your hands in your pocket, once everything's secured, just put your hands in your pocket. Don't leave your DNA. Don't leave your fingerprints on anything. A crime scene's worst enemy is us. Yeah. Fire. I mean, they're preserving life, so I understand. Yeah. Us and... And then the HFD. It's, everyone has their pri- priority, like their function, right? So fires, like they'll trample over everything. They don't care. They're cutting clothes because they're trying to preserve this life. Police is like they'll they'll push things out of the way. We're preserving safety. Make sure no one uh, is, has a gun, so yeah. they don't care. And then crime scene is like, don't touch anything. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I did a training class for correction officers uh-huh. because they get a lot of rapes and batteries. Yeah. In prison, and they were asking, we had to do a crime scene class on how to preserve a scene. And these guys are sitting there, these officers, because they were both male and female, these officers, correction officers, are sitting there saying, none of what you're telling us can apply. We need to secure it, get everybody out, collect what we can, because it might be two of us with 50 inmates. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different, different that's monster. A, that's a, so I understand in fire rescue. Listen, they're preserving life. That's more important than anything else that we're yeah, doing. Absolutely. We'll find the bullet hole and start cutting from right there. Yeah. And then I'm looking at these pants. I'm like this. I'm going, where yeah. is the bullet hole? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They cut right down the they middle. They cut right down the middle. I, mean, I understand. Yeah. That's where the wound is. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Yeah, not their fault. Yeah. But so. I get there. My job is totally different than theirs than yours. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is while you're preserving the scene, 
you're not preserving it good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You have a decomposing body, and you left all the doors open in a house that was 60 degrees when you walked into it. <laughs> I've never had an officer mess with a decomposed body. Oh, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So with that being said, let's flip it. What makes good qualities of uh, crime scene investigators? What are some good qualities that you, you must have and then be like, oh, that guy's, that guy's good, or that girl, mm, they're good. They know, they know what they're doing. Patience. 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 Being able to look, observe, um, and then be able to take all of that that you absorbed and put it in, put it in paper. Put it on paper. Yeah. Um, but patience, because you know we've become a society of instant gratification. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cameras. Yeah. Right. We were talking about cameras a little while ago. Yeah. You can push a button now. Yeah. When I started, you had to send it to the lab and wait three days. The film oh, right. to get back yeah. to get the film or little three by was it two by threes or something like that little kind of proofs yeah you couldn't see anything on them so we've become a society where you take a photograph and everybody has a camera now yeah mm-hmm. push a button see it enlarge it enlarge it but now you still need that you still need that patience mm-hmm. when you get to the homicide scene it's not going to get solved in the next 10 minutes you can't push a button you need to be able to stand there, look, and experience kicks in a lot. Yeah. Listen, Sherlock Holmes was a fictional character, one of my favorite characters. I was watching him last night, The Hound of the Baskervilles with Basil mm-hmm. Rothblum. There you go. I'm a big Basil Rothblum fan. You got to be able to stand there and look at something and understand it, be able to interpret it. And that happens with experience. You, don't tell me you're here two weeks and you're going to solve this by standing at the doorway and looking at it. Yeah. Because I'm going to smack you upside the head with hair flying through the air. And I'm going to say, boy, get to work. Yeah. 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 We need to look for lanes. We need to look for DNA. We need to look for transfer. We need to look for blood spatter. Voids. Look for where there is no blood. That'll tell you just as much as where there is blood. Because something may have been there and may have been moved or may have left. Yeah. Whoa! Got some experience there, man. Look at that, bro. Woo! Yeah. Take a class or two, huh? Hey, I got a job oh, for you. I there watched, you go. I, I watched all the seasons of Dexter. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right. Well, you talked a little bit about this last thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, and I know since I've been on and it's, um, I'm going on and rolling into my 15th uh, year, uh, but technology from when I started, I know changed through in police work, right? With different tasers, uh, the implementation of body cameras, uh, GPS, all kinds of stuff has changed. I can imagine uh, things have changed. Can you talk a little bit about the technological differences from back when you started, when I was three, up until now? And then... You know, he beat me to the punchline. I said, back when you were three? Yeah, uh-huh. you, you, that's, that's part of it, is you always got to kill gotta, all gotta, of those. You, gotta, uh, like, it's like, you uh, have zero <laughs> angles. I getting older by the <laughs> So, and then moving forward, when you're really, really, really old... Uh, <laughs> what do you see in the future? What's coming for, for CSI? What's I, see, I see your death. <laughs> you know, I told uh, my son once, he was messing with me. Uh, I'm going to stab you 54 times in the back and prove it was a suicide. <laughs> and he yeah. said, are you that good? I said, is that a challenge? Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, man. When I started, we had an hydrant, which is to get prints off of paper and porous surfaces. We okay. had super glue. And... 
Back then, if you wanted to get a printer using a laser, the laser was the size of a room. Okay? Yeah. There was like one in South Florida. Now, each one of our vans has what we call an alternate light source, ALS. It's kind of a make-believe laser. Uh-huh. Different light frequencies. Imagine I'm bringing what took a room into yeah. a briefcase now yeah. on scenes. All I need is power. The vans have inverters yeah. that our old cars didn't. So I can even run an extension cord from my van. There you go. The technology itself, the cameras have... I mean, it's amazing. We, again, we were talking about this earlier. We went from film. Well, let's talk before me. Yeah. They went from a Polaroid. Taking yeah. Polaroids. And, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Change the bulb. Yeah. Get under the get under the get hood under. of the <laughs> pile of pile of gunpowder. <laughs> film. Yeah. To, you know, we have officers. We have. We had an incident that we were helping FHP with a city vehicle involved, and he was photographing the scene with an iPad. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought of that? Yeah. Ten years ago. Yeah. Right. Who would have thought of that? Yeah. How much more has it changed? DNA. When I started, you could blood type. Right? Yeah. It was blood types, and then it broke down to the subcategories to now the DNA to a point that these microphones we're talking into, I can get all of our DNA off of these, the foam covers, yeah, the, yeah. off the wind covers. Yeah. To, to, they can get it down to one in like 20 billion. Yeah, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, yeah, like, so you can narrow it down sometimes to sex of the individual. Um, and, and maybe uh, hereditary or, um, you know, uh, like race sometimes. Yes. You might be able to grab because of certain markers and stuff in the DNA. Correct. Uh, this guy took a couple of courses, man. Or Dexter. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, what am I watching? Manifest. Manifest. <laughs> Before, if you had DNA overlapping DNA, they can tell you it's mixed. We can't give you an answer. Uh-huh. Now they can break it down. Mm. I mean, the concept. Yeah. You know, you watch Star Trek. Yeah. I know we were talking about Star yeah, Wars, yeah. but Star Trek was more... Same thing. Yeah, science-y. science-y. More science-based. And, you know, they come in with a tricorder. Yeah. I see a print here. I see DNA here. Yeah. And then they put in a computer, and they give you a holographic yeah. image of the person. Yeah. yeah. Not in my lifetime. Maybe my grandchildren's lifetime. Mm-hmm. They're going to see stuff that... I'm going to sit back in my rocking chair with my cane going... <laughs> I would have solved a lot of cases with that. Yeah. Is that right, you? Right. Is that you messing with your teeth, or is that yeah, chewing? Are like you chewing something? He's gonna put his teeth back in. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, today like, we just saw today the space flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just took reusable yeah. airplane. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, they or like like three D printers and stuff like that to do like a Star Trek technology, you know, three D printers. Okay, we're gonna make little things and stuff. We were just watching a video. Uh, I was just watching a video on Facebook where they're three D printing a boat hull, and it's yeah. just it's just moving along, and it's I mean it's like a full boat, not like a kayak, like a full boat hull, and it's yeah. like all right, here's your full boat hull, boat boat hull, and then off we go. It's put I the start start putting the parts in, and then yeah. off we go. I think I read somewhere that they have it at the space station. So in case they need an emergency part, they can create. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's no Amazon up there. So uh, he's he's going. Coming back out of space and coming back (laughs) to Earth. uh, With all this technology, right? And you have facial recognition technology today and 
and we were talking about um, 3D landscaping of, of the of the uh, crime scene. Yeah, I think it's going to be extremely tough to to try to get away with some kind of scene. Not saying that there's not going to be crime because there's, you know, heat of the moment. Uh, you know, they're in the moment. Something happens. The gunshots. The anger. There's always going to be anger for something. But it should be uh, a lot easier to find out who done it. Would you Would you say that being an expert? I'm just saying it should be. You say yes. You are correct. You could say it. I, I know. The probability is that we're going to catch you. Uh-huh. You have the possibility of getting away with it. Right. Okay? Because you can never say 100% of anything. Of, of course. it's getting a lot tougher, a lot harder. When there's a crime now, what's the first thing everybody does? They go to all these cameras all these homes have in front of yeah. them. Everybody has a ring. Yeah. I walked my dog the other day. I went to be that, the block behind me. I counted six ring cameras. Yeah. The rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have it in my house now. Yeah, so, my Tesla. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so, pulling so, over on the side of the highway to go to the bathroom now, you think twice. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like somebody's watching. Oh, am I going to be on only in date? What's what's happening here? <laughs> I'm on 95, <laughs> by the way, on the highway. I'm in the express lanes. Like, I really got to go. <laughs> Can you get away with it? Yeah. Are you going to get away with it? Chances are you're not going to. Mm-hmm. It's You're going to leave something behind. Yeah. You're going to leave something behind. And then it's up to the way that you processed the scene and filed everything, and you didn't. You went by the letter of the law to make sure that that this guy's prosecuted. And there's no little loopholes that they found. You know, the the, the uh, defense finds a loophole or something like uh, your boy Cosby that just got got out of prison. You know, after all that evidence, but it was a loophole. You know, they did something we weren't supposed to do, and he got released. So as long as we follow that letter of the law. I think it's going to be really hard. And, and before it was all eyewitness testimony. Yeah. It was what a witness said, which was always issues with witnesses and stuff like that and IDing somebody. So, But now your witnesses are a digital file from a camera <laughs> yeah. that shows almost clear as our eyeballs what that is. So you no longer need that person in the middle, yeah. the, the human brain interpreting the image. You've got to... Hey, we're going to show this to the jury. Yeah. You know. Why don't you tell us what happened? How about this? How about I show you what happened? How yeah. I show you? Boom. Yeah. Rather than having to hear that story, and then the defense attorney is able to discredit that witness. No, discredit this video. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're nodding your head. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're nodding your head yes. I know you're the, you're the subject matter expert here. Uh, the SME. Uh, so... You, are we right? Or are we just talking out of our butts no, right you're now? Right. All right. You're right. I think I, again, ten years ago, you really thought the technology was going to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where we had this science. Yeah. I mean, did we have stuff now that I never thought was possible. I mean, I and thought I the iPhone was blowing it away before, and I'll turn on my iPhone, my first iPhone, and I'm like, oh my god, this is terrible. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but like and, and with a little ball just, in the middle. Yeah, and that was just, <laughs> and that was only a few years ago, kind of. Yeah. Thing. So it's it's you know. I could imagine the way that we're going to Im- implement these new technologies into police work is going to make it a lot easier, uh, especially for the investigation part, the the crime scene processing and everything. You know, it's the the newer generation has to be more tech savvy mm-hmm. yeah and it's not that i'm not it's just a little hard i remember installing my first cassette player in my 1971 ford and my dad said why do you need an fm cassette i'm happy with my am yeah 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 
and now my Corvette didn't even have a CD player. It was an MP3. Yeah. yeah it was, it was and now MP3 is like MP3. Yeah, yeah. But is that old That's MP3? Old. Yeah. Streaming. We're streaming now. This guy with his MP3. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. MP3 was just yesterday. But so. technology ultimately is going to always have its flaws, and there's yes. going to be – got to have a strong base of, of the original stuff to be able to utilize it as yeah. a backup. Yeah. So th- it goes back to the DNA. Mm-hmm. They can't tell you it's absolute. They can tell you it's one out of X amount of billion people. Which is pretty good. Which is, yeah, there's only 7 or 8 billion people on planet mm-hmm. Earth, and they're past that and yeah. telling you that it's this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, with that being said, I think, uh, I think this was a very uh, informative show, a, a very informative podcast. I, if you didn't walk away with something from this podcast, then you need to re-listen again. Because there was, a, there, yeah, there was a lot of information going on. Yeah. So much information that I know we just scratched the surface and left some kind of DNA, right? What is that called when we scratched this? What kind of DNA <laughs> was that? DNA. There we go. We did touch DNA. We just did a little bit, and there's plenty more. So we would love to have you back on the show if you would be our guest. We only have enough in the budget to give you one mug, so please bring back your mug when you come back. And I'll bring my, <laughs> I'll bring my buddy Jack with me. There you <laughs> go. Right. Bring your buddy Jack. Heck, it is an honor to have you on the show, man. You are a legend. Thank you so much. And I will never Cheers. say uh, ID tech or uh, ID. Yeah, I won't say that ever again. Thank you. Not in jest. Mm-hmm. 54 times in the back, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, thank you guys for listening. And buy your mugs at DonutShopPodcast.com. <laughs> Bye. Oh, wait. Before we leave, you said you're going to have a podcast soon. I'm hoping by the end of summer. Uh-huh. I'm to have one called CSI, It's Your Scene. Nice. It's in how to process crime scenes and the technology behind it, including, if I get called out, I'll be doing a little um, voice recorder, digital recorder, what I'm going through and what I'm seeing and, oh, cool. and stuff like that. So You'll get called out with me. When you're up and running, you let us know. We will let our listeners and viewers and people that Thank are you. listening on the toilet. Uh, Share it. No, so they can hop on over there and check Thank it out. Thank you. All those new CSIs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. All right, my brother. Thank you. All right. Cheers. Later. Calling all units. Calling all units. Donut Shot has a fresh dozen. Go ahead and take a 1040.